1: On today's episode, we join the Mile High Book Club, a high school dropout with a college town, and how drugs made LB awesome. All that and more on today's episode of Bad Advice with Lori Beth Denberg. Help me out, almighty Lori Beth Denberg. Give me the vital information so I get the right thoughts. Who do Yeah, the church of Lori Beth is in session? And we're
2: reading from the scriptures of vital information. Talk my goddess
3: and my savior. My LPT, just tell me what's going on with me. Oh my god, send my Savior. My LPT, just tell me what's going on with me.
2: Hello, potato kittens. My name is Lori Beth Denberg, and welcome to the advice podcast Woo. with me as always is Clark Crozer. Hello. Hello Clark. How are you? I'm recovering. <laughs> yeah, you had a hard week. I've not been ill. <laughs> you just been busy. I've been walking. <laughs> I've been existing as an active person and it's really taken a toll. Right? Yeah. Well, I especially- had a, a friend in from out of town yeah. who hasn't been to LA since she was like a teeny potato. So
1: now you're playing tour guide. I'm playing
2: tour guide. And it's like that thing they say, be a tourist in your own town. Yeah, exactly. So I did all those things I hadn't done in years. Right. Um, including Disneyland.
1: Yay.
2: Disneyland. Broke our bodies. Oh, I'm
1: sure. And
2: to a certain extent, our spirits. <laughs> it never got us all the way down. Okay. We, like it was this constant thing of like, my friend was like, "I don't want you to think I'm not having fun." <laughs> oh, but it was. It just broke, wrecked you. me. Oh, like it I, said you, me I said to you, I said to you before. You know, I realize I'm a lot older and fatter than the last time <laughs> I did this. But it was very cool. It was very surreal to be there. Yeah. Enough things had changed that yeah. I was like unsure of my way around because I, you know, we used to go all the time and be right. like, I well, you know here, here's the best way to get there. Right. Blah, blah. And then the whole new, the Star wars galaxy. Yeah. There's an entire,
1: entire new land. It's- uh, Galaxy's Edge. Galaxy's Edge. So
2: we, we did that, but I was like, I don't know how to get there. <laughs> <laughs> and um it it wasn't super cra- it was it was you know comparable Yeah, you know the sure, wait sure. for the wait for Space Mountain was 55 minutes yeah, that's pretty that's normal pretty but normal. we ran to Indy first so it was oh, like nice. well it was funny because the wait was just 10 but we just kept walking through yeah but I wanted my friend to kind of like have the experience experience of being in the line. So even that was a lot different. And did they take out that pole that we used to lean on? So this, I wonder if it fell all the way one time. For anyone who doesn't know, there was this like little kind of hallway within the line, yeah, and it's kind of a booby trap thing. So when there's this big pole, and when you would push on it, the ceiling would drop a little bit. It had like spikes, big
1: loud noise, yeah, big
2: loud noise, and you'd always like really scare an Asian family or something.
1: (laughs) And um, And then I would always try and do it super cash, as if I didn't know it was happening. Clark
2: would just like I'm leaning on the the pole,
1: pole. so it didn't look
2: like. Whereas I'm like, I'm going to push it. Um, So, but you know, I did, I did point out stuff to her, even though we were going through and then it's such a good ride. Oh yeah. But, um, so we had a lot of fun. We did a lot of stuff, but a highlight of the day was I get this text saying, are you at Disneyland? I think I just saw you. Oh, wow. And it was from Reese Cadell. Oh! Reesey Peasy, who is um, part of the new cast of All That. Yes! She's the little chickie that took over the uh, vital information. Yes. I paused because I said little chickie, <laughs> and a back-to-back picture revealed that she's taller than me. Oh, no! I put it on my Facebook, and I was like, this is bullshit. Oh, no! And her whole family was there, and I and some family members I had never met. Sure, they were sure, friends sure. That were from out of town, and it was just like the most wonderful. Aww.
1: Like, I love her mom, I love her sisters. I love that whole group of kids were just a great group of they kids, were. man. They,
2: well, they are, well, they are. It's not yeah. like this is in memoriam
1: <laughs> of the cast of all of that <laughs> 2019 through 2021. And I have to say, they were so uh happy and excited and respectful to you when you came there that first day. They were in awe. They, I thought they yeah. were so sweet, those little kids. And
2: they were good kids. And I just loved, I like really kind of bonded with um, Reese's mom, yeah. Melissa, and and with Reese because she took over the vitals. So sure. the first day I was like, she's like, can you help me? I'm like, yeah, well this is, you do the serious part. Yeah. And not that I said, you do your own spin on it too. But she was like asking for kind of guidance. Yeah. And so just, I mean, even getting, I, I think I texted her this, like, even knowing she was nearby made me so happy. And then I got to go out and like hug them and talk to them. And her mom was like, you know, what, uh, what have you been up to? And I'm like, this and this, I was like, yeah, we do the podcast. And I turned to Reese with my finger and I go, which you're not allowed to listen to yet. (laughs) Yet. And she was like, I know. But um, that was just this like. Oh,
1: that's so sweet. In the
2: middle of this like big day of being at Disneyland and like trying to figure my way around (laughs) because things were different, but the same. How?
1: Remarkably crazy that would be for a fan of the current show. Yeah. To be at <laughs> Disneyland and see both of you together. What? Yeah, exactly. Their head just explodes. Explodes. And then the Disneyland
2: <laughs> uh, janitorial staff is right there to stop yeah, mopping it up. Right. Because they're on top of things. Oh, man. It was, I mean, it was. And I did with my friend that was in from out of yeah. town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like all kinds of LA stuff. Like right. at the end, she was like, Next time I come, we should do less things. <laughs> and I was sure. like, I agree. Because we did the La Brea Tar Pits. Yeah, we you did, were going crazy. We did Disneyland. We ate at a few specific yeah, restaurants.
1: Got an in and out yeah, lunch. We, yeah,
2: we got the in and out in. Yeah. Um, we did sushi. We did Korean barbecue. But we did Disneyland. Right. And then the next day, the Hollywood Bowl. Oh. And the next day, Dodger Stadium. Oh, my God. Which I hadn't been to a Dodger game in... Forever, well, the Hollywood Bowl. I was like, I need you need to see my favorite place. Yeah, yeah, and it yeah. It was yeah. really nice, except the, all the light pollution because it was called Mozart under the stars. Oh no! And she looks up, and she's like, "It's interesting that it's called Mozart under the stars, and there's like." one star yeah like the, i was like it's mozart under the star <laughs>
1: exactly and a couple of spotlights
2: yeah the big and... spotlights that go up and <laughs> exactly. crisscross and, and but it was just lovely i mean it's my last show of the season
1: yeah was it, what anything good was it anything it
2: was a uh, dudamel conducting oh. mozart oh I love well, not that. the
1: actual mozart love it dudamel
2: conducting the orchestra <laughs> right. you know what's funny you'll appreciate this yeah be, Dudamel, there's a lot of conductors that come out and talk to the audience sure. and that kind of stuff. Sure. And, sure, 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 And, but Dudamel just comes out. He doesn't say a word. Yeah. And it's he, like, he, he does I, his like, thing. Yeah. It's like, I feel he's going like, I let the music speak for itself. <laughs> and I don't know where he's from or if he even has an accent. <laughs> oh yeah, he does. But he does. okay. So, and he's got this kind of curly hair, Yeah. but it wasn't like so crazy. Like when he was younger. Okay. And. He's very animated, you know, yeah, when he's whatever. Yeah. So he's silent, animated with curly hair. And I was like, he's reminding me of Harpo Marx. Oh, no. That's awesome. It was pretty cool. I love that. That's great. He's animated and he shows personality, but he just doesn't say a word. Yeah. Uh,
1: so, and so honestly, yeah. I like both. I like both because the old, uh, uh conductor for the hollywood bowl orchestra for yeah. many many years was a man named john moucheri mm-hmm. and john moucheri was the exact opposite like he's the guy that comes out there and he's like so i was working on this for a <laughs> couple of years now and like he has a whole like, story that he wants hear to tell. the music <laughs> exactly let's hear the music <laughs> just play tchaikovsky Yeah, <laughs> just play tchaikovsky
2: um but so, no I, that's yeah. great. I, so that was good. I was able to show my friend like my favorite place and then a Dodgers game which right. is like so LA. And it
1: was a, it was a good Dodgers game too. It
2: was a good Dodgers. It was high scoring and yeah. high stakes. I that don't know if there were any
1: stakes. Good for a baseball game. But it
2: was like like in progression throughout the innings. We were up 5-0. Then it was 3-5. Oh. You know, then it was 9-5 them oh. the Padres. Then it was 9-9. 9 oh all. And then Someone on our team The Dodgers (laughs) Hit a home run With someone on base So that it was 11-9
1: Nice
2: And um, Going into the top Of the ninth And they brought in A new pitcher Who just like Fucking smoked Three-natters Oh that's awesome It was a really Exciting way For it to end Um, so that was really good. And then, but like, we were just dragging. Now you're
1: ready to just collapse into a puddle.
2: I'm ready to collapse into this podcast. (laughs) So, um, but I got to tell you this. Yeah. Okay. We're in Dodger Stadium. Our seats were way up top. Okay. Back row of the top deck, but right behind home plate. Hmm. I loved our seats. Oh, nice. I'm going to get them again. Nice. And, but the row in front of us was like this hot mess. Oh, no. There was this family of like, I don't know, seven people. Okay. And they came and they sat in front of us, two seats in from the aisle. Okay. And then this family of four showed up, a mom and a dad and two little kids. Mm. And they were like, "This is these are our seats. Oh,
1: no. And then the
2: other guy was like, what? It was this whole back and forth thing. And the dad that owned the four seats, you could tell he was just looking like, is this gonna be a problem? Oh no. These are our seats. And then the family was confused and then they talked to this like group of chickies that were like sorority-ish but probably in high school, everyone right. now is old. Right. And then they're talking, but they all have their phones looking at the, it's hard for me not to get involved. Yeah. Cause I'm like, what are your seats? What are your seats? Where are the, you know, yeah. but I'm like, forget it. Yeah. So the sorority chickies, I think were in the wrong section. Uh,
1: so then they left, the
2: family moved down, the family of four took their seats. But like in a couple innings, the family of four left. And the family of seven was kind of up and down a lot. And then two different couples at different times in the game came and sat in those four seats. What? And I'm talking to the guy next to me like every once in a while. I go, what's going on with the row in front of us?
1: This is so weird. I know the people that are listening can't really tell this, but you showed me a picture of where you sit. Yes. We're talking about the back row. The very of the top, top deck. Top deck. Like yes. these aren't hard to get seats. These aren't the celebrity seats. No, this exactly. is you know, right well, behind. They're uh... the celebrity seats when I'm there.
2: <laughs> but this isn't the you washed know... up celebrity seats. <laughs> like hardly sought after tickets. Yeah. And it was just, and there was like, it was just really weird how there was this, like, this could get a little ugly family of four dad versus like the dad from the family of seven. Cause it meant so much to him that they then left three innings in. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, they have little kids, so I don't know if it was like, that Uh, was it, but it was weird.
1: Yeah. That's very weird. And
2: then every, just other people kept like coming and sitting there and it's like, what, What we were confused, me and the guy next to me kind of bonded, going like what's with the row in front of us? Yeah, seriously. And then I go to him and he laughed. I go, we'll find out that row's been dead for 40 years.
1: <laughs> exactly.
2: And he thought that was, a, funny. that was a really good game. Oh, good. It was It was just, it was a lot. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. was a week of like being a super tourist. But you had fun, right? Well, definitely had fun. I'm going to okay. see my friend at Thanksgiving. I'm going to visit her
1: in Vermont. Right.
2: So it's like- well, and, had- and
1: now it's done, right? She left, she's yeah, back she back home. Yeah, t- I took
2: her to the airport a lot yesterday at least now
1: you're done and you get to rest yes i get to
2: rest a little bit but um there was something i wanted to mention oh 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 oh, okay
1: yeah just
2: sometimes the internet's really nice oh the internet's really nice yeah because listen okay i mean sometimes it's really awful
1: horrible yeah
2: but (laughs) you know the uh somebody made this meme of me Oh, okay. Which is it's just this picture of me from like all that and me now. It's actually a picture from the New York Comic-Con that I did probably five years ago. Okay. Okay. But um, and it just says at the top something like, you know, she doesn't get enough credit for all the laughs she gave us as a kid on like figure it out and Steve Harvey show. Like it's just a really sweet meme. That's so sweet. And this um Facebook page and Instagram shared it. It's called Petty Mayonnaise. Okay. Which, okay, Clark doesn't quite understand. Patty Mayonnaise was, is the name of a character
1: from the show Doug. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it
2: does make sense. Okay. Just right. the words petty and mayonnaise. And mayonnaise doesn't
1: make like, To someone
2: with no context, it that seems sounds really like weird. just like
1: nonsensical words exactly, that you threw together. But no, it's like, you know, oh, okay. it's, it's a, a thing. play
2: on Patty Mayonnaise. Gotcha. Okay. And so they put up this I wasn't name. the
1: biggest Doug fan, sorry. No, yet. <laughs> yeah,
2: that's true. Binge watch. <laughs> so. They put up this meme. I don't know where the meme came from, but oh. I think they put it up. And so lots of people saw it. Oh, nice. And lots of people were like tagging me in it and and sharing it and all this kind of stuff. And it was really swell. And not
1: being horrible?
2: No. How, that's awesome. Yeah, it was really, really, really sweet. What a
1: breath of fresh air yeah, <laughs> from I know. the internet. It wasn't
2: like, you know, one of those like... That liberal bitch. Yeah, yeah exactly. what we talked about last week. Yeah. Was like that whole thing. So it was it was just really sweet. And I want to thank the people that are nice and yeah. petty manny's at Petty Manny's. <laughs> I don't know. They petty dot com. Yeah, they were on, <laughs> yeah, like I say everything else wrong. It was it, they smished it on Facebook. To a bunch of people and oh. then they, you know, shared it. And it was just really, really nice.
1: That's so sweet. I love that. I know. It That's was great. a
2: niceness. It kept me going while my body failed
1: miserably. <laughs> Miserable just pain remember from the Disneyland. Meme. Just remember the meme. <laughs> well, before we get way too far, we've already gone 15 minutes. Oh, Jesus. Let's actually start answering some questions. We've okay. got some uh, problems that need to be solved. Okay. And uh, people need some bad advice. So. Uh, Luckily, uh, I'm excited to say that two out of our three questions today are actually phone call questions. I love Yay! Those. I love phone call questions. All right, so uh, we're going to start things off with my good friend Vince. Uh, take it away, Vince.
3: Hi, Lori Beth. My name is Vince, and I'm from Baltimore, Maryland. And I just wanted to say that I'm a huge fan, and I grew up watching all that. And I think that you're incredible. And I owe all of my childhood laughter to you. You were the best part about that show. And there was a lot of good parts, too. So I'm grateful for that. I am taking a trip with my partner, uh, Mike, in November. And it is our first international trip uh since COVID. And so we are going to Italy. We're checking out some sites we've never seen before and going to Rome. Um And I don't know if you've ever been or if you have any travel advice for, I don't know, what to do when you have a long flight. Let's stick with that. What do you do when you have a very long flight that involves some layovers and maybe games to play or things to read, that sort of thing? I would love any advice. And thank you so much. I love you. And um, I'm glad you're doing well. Bye. All
1: right. That was Vince. Ta- speaking of uh, nice guys. I know. Uh, thank nice you, guys. Vince. It was like <laughs> an audio meme. Yeah. The first part. Thank you, Vince
2: Bunny. Um, So I am one of the very lucky few people I cannot stay awake oh, on a plane. No. I have tried to force myself to, well, we've spoken before. I love to take red eyes, heading yeah, east. Yeah. I have not been to Italy or Rome or all this great stuff you're gonna do, Vince. So you are either far more adventurous or wealthy than I am. <laughs> or both. Or both. You want to take me with you? <laughs> I will keep you entertained. No, I was like, I'll keep you entertained during the big flight, but I won't. I'll be like, <laughs> You'll be asleep. See you antenna- <laughs> um so i do sleep on place i know a lot of people cannot yeah um but that's why i like those red eyes yeah like i sleep i get there it's the next morning mm-hmm. but um you know many many airlines have wonderful entertainment options true so there is you're not going spirit are you oh god no the spirit, fly spirit to Rome. flies
1: to Rome. <laughs> right? <laughs> they fly to maybe they fly to fly to Rome, uh, Michigan.
2: Yeah, exactly. Um, so, whatever entertainment they have is good. But another trick is if you have a device, because mm. a lot of places you can also um, who's he what's it? it's like charge your phone in the seat. Yeah. If you don't have that option, I would say take a, I always call them bricks, like the portable chargers. Oh, They're right. Usually like, you know. Uh, a battery size pack. of, almost the size of your phone. Yeah, a little battery pack, yeah. external battery pack. Totally, totally. Take a couple of those on your carry-on, in your carry-on. Yeah. Because the last thing you want to do, if you do want I mean, I'd be candy crushing until it was at 0%. Right.
1: Or you're an hour and a half into uh, Schindler's List. Exactly. And then the iPad turns off. So
2: that's the thing, too, is with a lot of the streaming services, you can download stuff. Yeah. So that you can watch whatever. Yeah.
1: YouTube, uh, Netflix. Yeah. They all have Disney, down Disney, Disney. They all have plus. downloadable options.
2: Yeah. So I've done that before.
1: I do have to say, though, having been on uh, a number of flights in the past, uh, I don't know, year or two, I love how uh, how Wi-Fi is more and more easily accessible yeah. as we're going along to the point now where you go on, you spend ten bucks for uh, a little extra Wi-Fi during your trip, and then you don't even have to download; you could just stream straight from the site yeah. or in the air. Yeah. So that's nice, too.
2: But I download as well. Although although the other day, a couple of weeks ago, my phone, I have the phone with like a lot of gigs of the memory. Sure, sure, sure. And it was like full. And I'm like, there's no way this is full. And Clark's like looking at my phone. because so I'm like, what is it? He's looking at my phone and it's got like 80 gigs of Netflix. Yeah. And I was like, like what do you have in here? <laughs> and it wasn't that much. You know what it was? Yeah. I I inadvertently, I don't know how, had all of these podcasts. I have like all the podcasts that I subscribe to, oh, like all the episodes. All downloading? And a bunch of, da- I don't think I did. Mm. I think maybe I had it on like automatic download. Oh. But I never checked that little tab. So once I cleared that, my phone was like,
1: okay, thank you. Oh, thank you, thank you. Nice, good.
2: Uh so I was so happy because I was like, my phone isn't this I don't have this much fun. <laughs> but um so I would say download some stuff, make sure you have a way to charge your phone or your iPad. Yeah. If you or even your what's it called, the computator. Yeah. Um It could be, it's really interesting. When I when I was going to go to Mexico mm. a couple like a month ago yeah. and didn't because yeah. the dog ate my passport. Yep. Yeah. I had this list of things that have been like making me anxious. I needed to find out why my driver's license renewal never came in the mail. Mm. I like there's a few things that were just really. I kept dropping the ball. They kept fl- you know slipping through the cracks, and I was really looking forward to like getting to the hotel in Mexico.
1: And handling them. Working on a couple of chores. Yeah. Nice. So
2: if you're on a long, you know, 10-hour flight. Sure. um, That might be a time to, you know, it's could be considered, and I hate using this uh, term, self-care. <laughs> If there are some things like that, right, that you, you know, or like once I read a script on a plane, yeah. which I know is like in movies, they're always like, I read just script on the plane and it's great. <laughs> but I did. It was things that I, that I just was going on or even right. especially like getting ready for a trip.
1: Sure, sure, sure. And
2: so you can, especially if Wi-Fi is available, um. Take care of like little incidental stuff if yeah. you if you have it, if something's plaguing you. That's a
1: great idea. And
2: as far as reading something, when I was a dog walker, full-time dog walker, yeah. I uh drove a lot. That mm. job was more driving than dog walking. No dog walkers. I don't know if I've said this before. You know how you see dog walkers in the movie and they have like 15 dogs sure, and they're all sure. oh, they're all tangled and they're tripping me. Right. No dog walkers do that. Okay, <laughs> none of my friends. We'd all all my dog walker, you know, compadres. We'd be like, "How would you even pick up after them?" Yeah, like, exactly. That doesn't exist. Exactly. Somebody might take like a few dogs or five dogs on a hike, but if it's like off leash and those doggies are good boys, I
1: feel like that's a problem that only exists in New York City. Yeah. Like maybe if you're in New York City and there's, you know, 10 different dogs in your apartment that you're supposed to take care of, you yeah. take them all out at once. But even then, that no. doesn't make any sense. Because as a
2: dog walker, I drove from house to house. Yeah. They were individual visits. Yeah. And so what I would do was I would get books on CD. Mm. This was before- You know,
1: back when you were rocking the disc man, back
2: when I was rocking the disc man. Um, no, I had my iPhone, but it was like I wasn't down, you know, right? That's when I had four gigs, iPhone one. Um, and I would just go to the library where I would be quiet Mm -hmm. and I would get books on CD things that we i mean we all know i was not very uh active in school right so things that i everyone else had read mm. things that i'd always wanted to read interesting and i only got unabridged okay unabridged cuz it would drive me nuts to go like what am i missing sure 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 but i i mean i listened to catcher in the rye wow. i listened to sense and sensibility i oh. listened to one of the harry potters Cause the movie was coming out and I was nervous. You I, want, mean, to I want to finish up. the book before yeah. the movie comes out.
1: Oh my God. Those Harry Potter, uh, audio books with, I forget the guy that does them. Oh, he's great. It's Just the most spectacular audio book I've ever heard. Yeah.
2: Really great. And I listened to dozens of audiobooks okay. and I was like, I'm going to say this and I'm going to, they might kill me on the internet gonna <laughs> take down my meme. But I was very strict about it. Like if my mind wandered, I would go back huh? and I really would push through even if wow. something was like, eh, except for the Lord of the Rings. Oh no.
1: I was like, oh yeah.
2: Halfway through the first disc yeah. and I was like, I don't have to do this to you myself. You could
1: skip pages in Lord yeah. of the Rings and still get what's going it's on. It's the
2: only time that I was like, it's okay, baby.
1: Let it go. <laughs> Did I tell you that, you know, I was a, uh, an English major in college. Yes. Uh, and I went to CSUN, which is the local college here in mm-hmm. the Valley. And I, I finally, I got through the the uh, community college and then I left to go to the real college and then I got to that college and it was my final year I was going to get my degree. I was almost done. And you need to have a senior class. Ah. And luckily, they kind of come up with new, fun, unusual options for the senior class uh, in the English department. So one of them was like Vietnam stories and like very specific uh, Hmm. thing to focus on. And the one that I ended up taking was an entire class on... The Lord of the Rings. Oh. Just the three, not The Hobbit. Yeah. Not The Silmarillion, just the three Lord of the Rings movies. And this books. is prior to any of those any movies. Any of the movies. Yes. Any of the Don't movies. Don't forget, Clark
2: and I'm I are old. old.
1: <laughs> and I'm even older than you, son. You are by a year. Um, so, yeah, so I was able to go in deep into Lord of the Rings. I never read it before that. Uh, I only read it for the class. I know so damn much about the lord of the rings (gasps) just completely useless nobody cares about this information except for me and like stephen colbert yeah (laughs) like just nonsense and i cannot tell you when i watched those movies i was shocked by how interesting and exciting they were oh yeah because there's those books are just so slow, mm. and they go on for pages and page, and there's songs. Dear God, the songs yes. in the Lord of the Rings—that's where I lost it. Oh my God, that's I completely where I lost understand it, it. If that's what you were skipping was Lord of the Rings. Oh,
2: but my point was to Vince. Yeah, this is why I yeah, yeah, yeah. this before we started trashing Lord of the Rings. <laughs> and you know what, Peter Jackson? I think you're rude. <laughs> I've never met him. No, I'm no, sure he's a lovely great. man. But um pick something you've always wanted to or meant yeah, to read.
1: That's pick a up great War idea. And Peace,
2: something that's because part of the thing with me and the and the movies I chose, like on my queue when COVID started. Sure, sure. And the books that I chose were things we hear about that are in the lexicon that right. everybody's read or whatever. Right. And I never did. Some of it was just because I didn't go to school, <laughs> yes. you know.
1: Well, you went to school. You I, just
2: I was school adjacent. You were
1: physically. Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, no, not a lot of the time. <laughs> that's true. That's, that's true. true. When I felt like it. <laughs> so if you're, because you ask like, what do I read? Yeah. It's like, maybe that's the time to just be like, War and Peace, man. I've heard about it. It's in every joke and every sitcom. This is as long as War and Peace. Right. What's that about? So whatever's stuck in your brain that, like, you've always meant to read or whatever, like, take that opportunity for these long flights because you will, Vince. I mean, you'll have to fly there, but- you'll also have to fly back. <laughs> that's true. So, and I don't know, I'm a very slow reader. Yeah, yeah. I'm a very slow, deliberate reader, and I retain a lot of information. Well,
1: because you're being slow and deliberate.
2: Yeah, but, uh, and distracted. <laughs> but, um, so there's that, there's downloading, there's sleeping. Yeah. I, I wish you luck if you can do that. Wait,
1: I want to give one more thing that's like about a thousand times less cultured than yes. your response. Uh, I'd like to just throw out there, one of my favorite games right now, which is a mobile game, and it's should, it should be available on, on your phone or an mm-hmm. iPad, or, and it's just one of those games, it's like Candy Crush, it's so addicting, and there's yeah. like an infinite amount of levels, and you're just constantly, is something called Bloons. Can you spell that? Bloons. B-L-O-O-N-S. Okay. Bloons. Is it like? Apostrophe is it like doubloons? No, it's like apostrophe as in balloons. Oh. Balloons and gotcha. it's TD6. Balloons TD6 and the TD is uh for tower defense. Oh. It's a tower defense game and I guess it's the 6th of the balloons uh uh series. But it is so addicting. It's basically you get all these little monkeys and the monkeys each have different little jobs. So there's a ninja monkey and then there's an airplane monkey and then there's an iceberg monkey and each of the monkeys do special things and there's a there's a little road and then when you hit start, this line of balloons comes down the road, and the, each monkey has darts or whatever they have, and they have to pop all the balloons. I like
2: popping before balloons.
1: they get to the end. Okay. So it is very addicting and a fun little iPhone game. And I'm just going to throw it out there because I love it.
2: Okay, I'm going to end this with Vince, the best bad advice. Yes, which is just after the seatbelt light belt light goes off. <laughs> yeah. you start a sing along. <laughs> and you start with million bottles of beer on the wall million bottles of beer and see if you can get down to zero by the end of the flight now that
1: is some high quality bad advice
2: that is a plane <laughs> worth hijacking and putting out of its misery but so that's my best bad advice okay
1: good i hope that helps have vince have
0: fun vince yeah that
1: sounds like an amazing trip Um, but before we move on too far, uh we, our second question I uh I actually was hesitant to put into the script this week because I didn't know there really isn't a question here, but I know you're gonna like okay. it so much. Uh it is a follow-up to somebody that uh oh. contacted us before. Okay. So let me just read through it and uh, we can talk about it. So yes, sir. uh Billy writes. I had written a few months back wanting to get your advice on this trip to Dollywood. I was planning on taking Oh, his dad was sick. Is that who it is? Yes, That's exactly who it is. Uh, So around a year after uh, my dad had been diagnosed with a very difficult Mm -hmm. cancer. And I just wanted to thank you for encourage me to go on the trip. My dad is still doing fairly well. He has a few sat, had a few issues, but he's not in any dire condition. But a few weeks ago, we had to put my 17-ish year old cat to sleep. She had a swift decline at the end and I was heartbroken. Mm. The vet's office was lovely about it, but I was still depressed about that. The night before our cat's final appointment, I saw a Facebook status from my friend in Kentucky that one of his cats had to be rehomed again due to her not getting along with the other cats in the homes she had been in so far. So she had been a rescue and he was having a hard time dealing with the fact that she was, was having a a difficult time finding a good forever home. Mm. So I told my friend, if his, if his friend where the cat was living at the time, but not doing super well, could keep the cat for just a few more weeks until I was closer by and already had the time off, I should be able to take her in and things worked out nicely. And although she is still getting Comfortable in my home, she did well during the long drive from Louisville to Florida. Wow. Thanks to your advice, I had a fairly good weekend in Pigeon Forge and got to cap off the trip with a visit to a great friend who I seldom have the chance to see and getting to give a good home to a sweet cat. Thank you greatly for everything. Billy in Florida. P.S. Cat photos attached. So look, here's here's the cat. Here's the new cat.
2: Oh, it's a ginger bunny with white.
1: Yeah. Hi,
2: giant cat. Well, the pictures are giant. The pictures are giant
1: on my big computer. But uh, oh, that's the wow.
2: What a great fall. I'm so excited. Right? I'm so, because I do, when I give, thank you, Billy. When I, when I, just in this case, <laughs> you know, I was like, I remember, I remember, I mean, I remembered his dad was sick.
1: Dollywood is a very memorable th- uh, yes. place in your mind. Exactly. So, yeah. Pigeon Forge. Pigeon Forge. Home of Dollywood.
2: <laughs> so there's always this part of me, because I was like, I remember saying, you can't stop your life, you don't know, you know, go. And then part of me is like, oh shit, if his dad dies while he's right? gone, I'll feel so bad. Right? I'll feel so bad. So I'm glad to know, we're, I'm like, whew. <laughs> but like then helping, you know, adopt a kitty cat and you going and your dad's doing well. Uh, that, that was a great follow up, thank
1: you. Yeah, I thought you would really like that. And then just again, this is kind of from out from left field, but just to throw it at you and the listeners too, I watch a lot of the YouTubers that I watch. I have a lot of um, theme park YouTubers that I uh-huh. watch. One of them talks about just stuff that, you know, the history of things, how it comes, came to be. And uh, one of the places that I watch is a, a YouTube channel called Expedition Theme Park. Ooh. And on Expedition Theme Park, just one week ago, I almost sent it to you like five times this week, but I knew your friend was in town. Yeah. So you didn't really have time. They did the creation of Dollywood.
2: Oh, wow. It's like a
1: 17-minute video, and it takes you from... It was a theme park for, like, the the uh, football team at one point, mm. and the evolution of how it became Dollywood. And it's just really interesting. So if and you're out there Dolly listening- was
2: like... I'm gonna buy this and make a lot of money and then make the vaccine. Exactly. I, I
1: love Dolly. So
2: Dolly's uh, the best. Anyway. Oh, so I am glad then, Billy, that you got to go be in Dollywood. It, I had such a crazy good time there. Yeah. so that tr- that one trip for Nickelodeon, which I took millions of trips. Yeah. Maybe not millions. <laughs> but um, not maybe million bottles of beer on the wall. <laughs> but um, I'm I'm glad you went. I'm glad you I'm glad you chose life. And I'm glad your dad chose life, too. Yeah, exactly. Um, And that's just wonderful. And so this gives us all the reminder to... Do what we need to do, not wait around in worst-case scenario, and adopt pets. Yay! Yay. I thought this was a good
1: follow-up question, even though there really wasn't a question It's
2: great. It's (laughs) great.
1: Thank you, Billy. Yay. All right. So we're going to move on now to uh, our rotating segment of the week, which I'm happy to say is one of uh, our fans' favorites, and that is... Inevitable information. And now, Lori Beth Denberg with more inevitable information for your everyday lives. Thank you, Soup.
2: So it's funny because I, I thought of the, because I went to Disneyland. Yeah, yeah. I was being all touristy. I thought about just sharing what my life was like when I was working on all that in Orlando.
1: Right? Because you like, were attached to a theme park.
2: Yes, I was attached to a theme park. And then it made me think of it when I saw Reese at Disneyland. Yeah. But now we've just come out of Billy's follow-up about Dollywood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this this show is You know, theme park centric. Exactly. (laughs) This show is sponsored by theme
1: parks, (laughs) just like real general. Exactly. Do you need a place to ruin your feet? Yes. Theme parks. Do you like $8 corn dogs?
2: (laughs) Theme parks. Yeah, theme
3: parks.
2: (laughs) But um, so, just a big part of my life when I was in Orlando. Was going to the theme parks. Like Clark said, Nickelodeon Studios was on the back lot of Universal Studios. Yep. So, you know, during my lunch hour, I'd go out and go on the Back to the Future ride. And and it's also important to know, I know we must have covered some of this on previous podcasts, but if you haven't listened, (laughs) if you were like, oh, I found it at 35 and found no reason to go backwards. (laughs) Um... When I was a kid, I still don't like roller coasters. I mm-hmm. don't like big drops. Yeah. I I don't wanna be scared. I do not Tower of Terror. Okay. Um, but Universal Studios I loved.
1: Yeah.
2: Because it was cool. It didn't have that kind of ride stuff. Right. So there wasn't that pressure, like, come on, we're going. Right. And it was about TV and movies. Yeah, and my favorite part was like going through the back lot and like with the, sometimes the you know Clark had to do this. We've talked about sure. how you had my dream job yeah, of being I, a tram tour guide. I
1: worked at Universal for seven years.
2: Yes, and there's this part where the tram guide will be like, and here's where they film. Blah blah blah. Yeah. But then they'll say, "Well, no, we have to go off the mic right now because someone's filming." Oh, right. Yeah. When they're going through the back lot, and I was always like. Where, what, like so interested in it because yeah. it's what I wanted to do. Yeah, And so I always liked Universal Studios. So then the fact that I could just go into Universal Studios ho- uh, Florida yeah,
1: was like really cool. And then w- probably something that you haven't thought about, uh, certainly didn't think about at the time, was you were going there 94, 95, 96, yeah. somewhere around there. I don't think... Universal Florida opened until what? 88, 89. Like really, like you were there within the first 10 years of the park's opening. I was in the sweet spot. (laughs) So you got to be there during- there's a lot of stuff that like nothing that was there when you were there is probably still there. there. You know, there was a Jaws ride that was really fun. Oh, is that
2: not there anymore? That's
1: now Harry Potter world.
2: Oh, so there's just Jaws
1: was cool. It was like a whole, like a whole story. Yeah. Same thing with Kong. Yeah. King Kong had his old, his own ride, you know, in the universal Hollywood here, those are both just, uh, two minute parts of the tram yeah, ride yeah you just drive, <laughs> drive through that drive by them. Yeah, exactly
2: <laughs> but um so then what was even more weirdo is that it sounded like i just called clark weirdo <laughs> But <laughs> so what was even more interesting, cool, whatever, was then I also ended up working at Universal Studios Hollywood. Because right. that's where the Steve Harvey show ended up shooting. Right.
1: You were on that back lot. So
2: then, you know, both of those my favorite theme park. And I got to just walk out the door and go on back to the future. I would go on back to the future and like eat clam chowder in San Francisco town in Florida. Huh. And then we were really close where the studio was to E.T. Yeah. In, uh, Universal Studios as Hollywood, so I'd go in like the side door and go on it like five times yeah. before anybody in production
1: knew I was missing. Welcome home, home. you've, you've arrived. arrived.
2: That's what they say when E.T. gets back to his home planet, <laughs> where he kind of does nothing, but also solves every problem.
1: Yeah, I, I'm i shocked that more people aren't aware that E.T. That e. has a true sequel, and it's the ride. It's the
2: ride. So uh, those were, you know, I spent... Plenty of time at both universals, right? But also when I was in Orlando, oh, I yeah. got passes. I got a pass to all the, the Disney, Disney parks. parks, so I would go all the time. I would do my job of being on a TV show, right. which I, which was always surreal, and I really enjoyed. and I took it very seriously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was so funny that I took <laughs> a, it. It's only so funny because I took it so seriously. <clears throat> Which gives you, you know, yeah. a, a window into what it's really like to be an actor sometimes. And uh, but after work on many days, I would go to Disneyland, park my car. Take the monorail to the front gate, go to Fantasyland, sit in my one spot, and watch the fireworks.
1: Wow. I would do it three or four times a week.
2: Fireworks are my favorite. I love fireworks. Did anybody ever...
1: Well, it must have been hard, because you really were the only quote-unquote adult amongst the cast. All the rest of the cast were too young to go do stuff on their own. Did, Did anyone ever go out with you? Did anyone ever... Go to Disneyland, Disney World, or... No one was invited.
2: Oh! I spent all day with them. Oh, that's true. Well, and they also had to wake up way earlier than me, because they had to go to school School. at eight. I got to roll in at like 11. Yeah. So, it was... It really
1: was a moment for you.
2: Yeah, it really was, and I just got to go see fireworks all the time, and maybe get something to eat, maybe go on a ride, you know, and... It was just, and I went to MGM, and I yeah. went to the to the Muppets ride where I had a little panic attack when I realized <laughs> that the Sweetums comes out He's a real
1: person because yeah. he
2: I was I was not yet uh,
1: past your uh, yeah. fear of uh, costume, costume characters. characters,
2: and quite frankly, I'd still be upset and, and scared if there was a Sweetums here. Yeah, Sweetums. Oh, yeah. If you don't know who Sweetums is, look it up, and then watch all the Muppets. <laughs> You know, and I'd go to Epcot and just honey, I shrink the kids. Yeah. No, honey, I shrink the audience Audience. was new. And I went to that when nobody knew what to expect. And I've I've never been with an audience that enjoyed anything as much collectively as that.
1: Yeah. So
2: this is how I spent. You know, your free time, my free time,
1: when you were making all that, when I was
2: making all that, I went, I drove home from the theme park where I worked <laughs> to the theme park where I, you know, played, yeah, and and it's funny, it's like thinking about running into Reese at Disneyland yeah. and how cool that was, yeah, it just made me like reflect on on all that time that That's I just so spent. Great. And you know what? The other thing is, sorry to bring this down. No, it's okay. But we've talked a lot on this show about how I did not have a, uh, I had a pretty rough childhood. Right. So there was some like wonderful freedom to enjoy things. You know, you don't have to go to Disneyland and be like, I am quite enjoying this ride. Right. I could go like, this is the most fun ever. Right. Which is still how I act today. But, <laughs> You know, there really was this sense of getting to enjoy things Mm. and that I had never, you know, I'd been to Disneyland before. I'd been placed with my family, but it's not, it's, it's, it's not
1: good. No, but that was like the moment that was. The first moment probably in your life, not the exact first moment, but the Mm. first moments of your life of true adulthood freedom. Yes. Being away from your parents. Yes. To the point where you don't have to worry about the things that you do, because no matter what you do, even if it gets back to them, who the fuck cares? Yeah. Like that's not your problem anymore.
2: Yes. But and anybody listening, just know that, yes, Clark is correct that. I had this freedom. I was away from home. I was taken care of. Yeah. I was, you know, had a place to live and all this kind of stuff. But 17-year-olds are not adults.
1: <laughs> it's true. That's true. That's true. That's and true. If, if I Sorry, am. Sorry, you're, true. you're I, totally right. And then I,
2: I took that opportunity <laughs> to only go to theme parks. Yeah. But there was a lot of that during Nickelodeon. Yeah. Where I was like, I'm getting to enjoy this in a way that I never got to enjoy anything as a kid. And and that's a really special, like, place in my heart that orlando
1: holds interesting besides
2: that then it was like i got a crash course in television production right i always say to people orlando's like my college town yeah because i learned a lot about my major Mm -hmm. and i partied hard not drinking or doing drugs at theme parks i was totally sober throughout my whole nickelodeon career right um so, yeah, it was just really special and and getting, seeing, so excited to see Reese, who should not be listening to this <laughs> for at least a few more years. And if anyone in her family is listening, you can tell her I said hi. Um, although this episode has been like... Remarkably sex toy free. Yeah, it's, it's so maybe true. She, she except for me just, just mentioning now. it now. But that's Damn okay. It.
1: Anyway, um, I thought that was really fun. Thank you so much for telling us all about that. I love that. I loved
2: um, it. I want to go on. back. I when know. do I go back to Orlando? Well, somebody somebody shoot something in Orlando. Yeah, and there you go.
1: Invite me to be a part of it. Or uh you put it on the uh the million Hug stop. <gasps>
2: oh yes
1: go. hashtag one million hugs <laughs> all um, right well uh before we end we do have one more question here okay and it's a pretty good one here i like this this is from pat uh pat take it away
0: hey how you doing so my name is pat from yonkers yonkers new york that is i don't know if there's another one out there um so i'm an engineer uh, 26 years old i just got my first like real engineering job and uh be real with you, it's been a long journey getting here, but um, one of the big things is that before I, before I ever got here, I was a drug dealer, drug user, drug addict. I don't know what you want to call it. I was pretty much all of the, you know, check all the boxes. And I think my question here is, you know, you, you being 16 years sober, um, do you feel like if you were to go into your old career, like if one day you could just fill the body of your old self, back when you you know were doing all that and all that stuff Ah, all that and all that stuff get it Um, do you think that you would have made yourself sober back then or do you think it kind of made you who you are now and kind of you know brought funny out of the tragedy I hope you have a great day
3: All right,
1: that is Pat Thank you, Pat. Pat kind of sounds like Bruno Kirby. That's exactly who he sounds like. Thank you. That was driving me bonkers. Oh,
2: you thought he sounded like someone too?
1: Yes, I did. I was, swear to God, I was, for days now, I've been listening to Pat from Yonkers going, who the hell does Pat from Yonkers sound like?
3: It's absolutely, like Bruno, Bruno Kirby. Kirby. Thank you
2: again. If you're under 49, <laughs> look up. Go watch when Harry Met Sally. Oh yeah, and that is one of Bruno and hey, uh, City Slickers. City Slickers, exactly. Ooh. Um, thank you, Pat. Right, yeah, Pat. That's a great question. Yeah, that is a great question. Just made me think of something else. Okay. Um, so I'm not going to answer <laughs> it at all. I think you know there is, um, in twelve step meetings. You know, it's just like you see in TV and movies that people introduce, hi, I'm Clark and I'm a method. Hi, Clark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And there are people who say, I'm a grateful alcoholic or I'm a grateful recovering alcoholic Mm. or, you know, whatever kind of addict they are. Sure. And it's always like, what? But I kind of get it. Mm. I think, Pat, that if I was going back, yeah, I wouldn't have stopped myself okay. from doing, doing drugs and drinking and putting myself on that bad path. Sure, because it is like you said, like it made me the person I am today, right. which is so cringy and eye rolling, <laughs> but it's true. But it's true. It's true because it's like people, people like me, start people like me who abuse drugs, not just use them, you know, there's having a drink and there's being an alcoholic. Right, right. There's smoking a joint and there's being a marijuana addict. Yes. You know, there's, well, I always say like, there's no such thing as like a casual heroin user. (laughs)
1: It's true. But,
2: I mean, maybe there is, Uh, hat's off
1: to you. Yeah, I'm sure they're very skinny. Hats off (laughs) to you, very slowly taking off your hat.
2: (laughs) But, um, Being, you know, needing to escape from my life so much set me on the path to understand what I was trying to get away from.
1: Yeah. And getting
2: sober really let me admit those things Mm. you know all the secrets you you know abuse and sexual abuse and all this stuff that you just keep to yourself you keep to yourself and you keep to yourself because it's embarrassing because nobody wants to hear it because if people knew what my life was really like they They wouldn't wouldn't like me you know and I'm still in that stage when I start working for Nickelodeon and become America's sweetheart
1: well I mean I would I would argue you were probably deep into that at that point oh yeah like you were probably further into that mindset than you ever were ever again in your life. Yeah, at no, that point. we talked
2: about this uh, when we talked about imposter syndrome. Yeah. That like, I really had that and it was a struggle and it was a double life. Right. Right. And then when it was, when I was 21, something like that, 22, something like that. Is when I really started like, you know, abusing drugs and alcohol right? and was just escaping from all of it. Right. But then eventually when I'm like, I can't do this anymore and I get sober, I have this real opportunity when I'm finally in a safe place with other people who understand what's up. To look at really what I was hiding from, mm. what I was trying to blot out, and meet other people who are like, yeah, I get it. Me too. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be a secret. Right. I mean, I'm not saying I go around telling everybody everything. But you meet people and forge these friendships that allowed me to really be able to look at hard stuff safely. And yes, I've gone to therapy too. And yes, I'm on crazy pills. <laughs> and you know, there's other components. Sure. But um I would I would just say that being in that safe environment with people that understood me. Mm. And related to me and that I could relate to and that I could share stuff with and not be judged,
1: Right?
2: you know, was, I mean, also, I wasn't like, I killed and raped four people. And they're like, me too. Fist bump for getting away with it. (laughs) You know, just all the secrets and all the shame and all that kind of stuff that I was using to cover up. First of all, I was no longer using and they're all hitting me at once because now I'm aware of them. Mm. But I have the support system that made it okay, that made it still scary, but doable. Right. And that was like the first inkling of like, okay, maybe I can do this. Maybe I found a you know, community or very specific, you know, close friends that I can do that with. And then we've spoken before also about how, afraid of people i was growing mm-hmm. up afraid i thought everyone was as bad as you know as abusive as
1: Your my parents. my
2: family yeah, yeah, yeah. i thought that everyone you know i grew up we spoke, we spoken about my horrible life a lot yeah. you I know i mean that's
1: kind of the whole point be, of the show exactly
2: so. <laughs> you know about just being made fun of cuz i was yeah, fat yeah. by strangers yeah. by whoever yeah. by you know going through all of this trauma and abuse and and that just being my life. Yeah. And so I'm finally, you know, with people that I'm starting to, to trust that don't want anything from me except to share what they right. what they did to, to get better themselves. Right. And I eventually learned how to interact with people in a way that You know, I, I had, I was, I
1: was always too terrified to do. Well, also in a way that you might not have gotten if you weren't a part of this system. Like, you know, I, what comes to my mind is the question of like, oh, do you think if you were still using, would you be more famous? Would you have gone, been more successful? But I don't think that was ever the case for you. I don't, honestly, looking back at when you were using, I don't think you were using in a way that was uh um a bad thing for your career. Yeah. You know well, what I'm saying? If it, y- y- it, yes it was and more no. of a personal thing that was
2: Yeah. But I I part well I I said it before in this I was um god in the other there's so many theme park questions
0: <laughs> so much to do
2: um that I I didn't use I wasn't using right. Um. Well, I worked for Nickelodeon. No. I just hadn't gotten there yet. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Um.
2: And but I was by the time I was on the Steve Harvey show. Okay. But all that, you know, came out of the high school thing, and that all that begot. Figure it out. Figure it out. And all yeah. that begats, this is turning into the Bible. Um, <laughs> you know, the Steve Harvey show, that was right. all a straight line. Right. And then when I started using, I was like deep into it and miserable yeah. and working <laughs> yeah. and all, still all the same insecurities, all of that. And the isolation is a big part of it. And of course I'm just going, everything's fine because all these other jobs fell in my lap and another one will come but it didn't. Right. So that's where the using the isolation, the hiding from everything, because I was also hiding from finding a good agent. I was also hiding from going out anywhere to meet
1: people. Right. You weren't the kind of person that was getting high on the set and being a terror and nobody wanted to work with you. No. But that didn't mean that it wasn't affecting your career. Yeah. I hear you. It
2: was affecting me from... Actively pursuing right. my career and working, I'm working, it's, right. it is a job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and I said, I think I've said before, you know, when I, the job isn't the job. The job is the audition.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's the job. Yeah, Preparing, exactly. getting ready. Exactly. When
2: I'm on the set, I'm like... I, this is what I love to do. Right. And there are many jobs where I've stopped and been like, I'm going to get paid for this.
1: Exactly. And I'm like,
2: I'm going to get money. Yeah. Because it's just what you I love always, to do. You
1: were always very appreciative of the fame and of the, uh, yeah, the accomplishments. All, it's all
2: really, that's all really nice. But the work is the auditions. The yeah. work is the meeting people.
1: Yeah. The work is, you know, and that's what you were being kind of held back on. That's what I were wasn't using. doing
2: because all I did was use drugs, isolate in my house, order food to be delivered, ordered things from catalogs. Right. Cause if I had the perfect apartment, right. everything would be fine. And, if I hadn't gone through all that, <laughs> no uh, pun intended, the, the phrase all that and the phrase figure it out come up in conversation all the time. <laughs> I know. And it's like, wink.
1: Um, it's like when they say the name of the movie in yeah. the movie.
2: If I if I hadn't, the the... <sighs> The reward, yeah. the quote unquote made me the person I am today. Is that I am the person I am today. I am. This will sound a little conceited, <laughs> but I am um, compassionate. I'm yeah. understanding. I'm helpful. I'm you know trying to use my horrible life to help you all here. <laughs> you know, but um, I, I didn't a- learn. I learned those skills.
1: Only because I got sober. Right. I I would say you wouldn't, it's not about whether you would take back uh, the using the drugs. I feel like it's the sobriety after the drugs that has kind of made you the person that you are today. Yes. You know? Yes. So it's really about, it's, you know, not about going back and fixing the drug problem. I feel like without the drug problem, there is no, uh, Recovery and without the recovery, there is no you. I feel like you are who you are and have come to a, a much healthier place mentally mm-hmm. in life with everything because of recovery. Yes. So I feel like that's the thing that you couldn't have skipped.
2: Uh, yeah. You but know? you don't
1: really go <laughs> to recovery yeah. if you don't have a problem.
2: Like, I've never had a drink, but what are you guys doing here? <laughs> exactly. exactly. I like coffee. <laughs> you guys have coffee oh what did you do oh no 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 uh so yeah i i don't think i i wouldn't pat i wouldn't go back and say to my younger self you know don't do this
1: right don't do
2: this but pat thanks for that
1: question it really made me think yeah that's a good that was a good question yeah yeah anyway uh pat i hope that helps uh let us know Uh, you know you didn't really ask for advice so there's nothing for you to let us know but whether whether you're doing all right let us know if you're doing all right um let's move on though but we're uh we're we're done that was it that was our last question so we're just gonna say goodbye now if you guys out there if you're listening if you have a question or a decision that's weighing heavily on you Please send it to us and let LB ease your burden. Send us your problems at AskGlorybeth.com. Go follow us on all the socials at Ask Beth, or just leave a message with your voice at one 855 336 2374 That's one 855 denberg or one 855 Denberg.
2: You can find me at LB Denberg on Instagram at Lori Beth Denberg on (laughs) twitter.com and the Lori Beth Denberg fan page on Facebook. And if you could please just have a production startup in Orlando, (laughs) like a movie or a TV show so that I can go back to my college
1: town and not have to pay for my own hotel room. Yeah. Oh, you know, how amazing would it be now to go back to your seat? like your spot in fantasy land fantasy land i would
2: love that uh but uh also if you want to book me for a personalized message for your friend or loved one i'll i'll propose to your fiance for you wow are you gonna marry him oh and then maybe if you buy a cameo for me to propose to your to your significant other yes and then you hire me. You will get a 15% discount hey, on the price of your marriage. look at
1: that. Am Word I shilling? We're slashing prices. <laughs> Everything's <The laughs> on sale. You'll get married, married, <laughs> married.
2: But you can uh, put me for uh, any occasion to send out a personal message at cameo.com slash Lori Beth.
1: All right. That was fun. All right. Talk to you
2: guys next week. Thank you so much. Thank you for your phone calls and your questions, bubs mm
0: There. Thanks for listening.